Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi and welcome and thanks for joining us. This is Saturday Strategy, an original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny, I'm your host, and today we've got a really practical show all about LinkedIn. If you're all over it, then it's going to give you the chance to double check what you're doing. If, on the other hand, LinkedIn's become one of those things that's lurking in the background and you just know you're not exploiting it, then this is going to be gold dust. It's a few minutes longer than usual, but I think you're going to agree that it's worth it. I've got Ian Preston to join us and share his wisdom. His mission is to help businesses increase their bottom line by providing coaching to deliver a stunning sales performance using LinkedIn more effectively to generate more opportunities. It's full of great advice and practical tips. And as Ian says, it isn't good enough to just be on LinkedIn. We need to know how to use LinkedIn. We've got lots of information in the episode. So remember, if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, you can always find the notes on our website or better still, subscribe to the Saturday Strategy weekly email news update. Ian, welcome to Saturday Strategy. Thanks for inviting me to speak about one of my favourite subjects. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And I think at the end of this, we're hoping it'll be one of our favourite subjects too. Yeah, hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think you what you said there about the strap line about, which I use regularly, is, you know, learn how to use LinkedIn as opposed to just be on it. There's so much that can be done on it that people uh, just don't, I don't think even realise they could do, they can do. Okay, so... Ian, just getting straight to it, give us a bit of context. Maybe walk us into the whole subject as you think most fit. We're, we're interested in being more effective and using LinkedIn and not it just not being one of those things to feel guilty that we're not using properly. How do we get started? Okay, so if we if we assume that, that LinkedIn is going to be a fabulous tool to get to hard-to-reach key decision makers, you've got to then think, okay, so what do I need to do? Um, and the fun bit is actually the reaching out to those people. But if you reach out to somebody new, particular senior, the first thing they will do is look at your LinkedIn profile. They'll do, do due diligence. Uh, and if it doesn't speak to them or if they look at it and think it's shoddy, they may just take a view that everything else you do is shoddy as well. You know, mm-hmm. And I say to people, how, how many times have you looked at a website and gone, that's a pile of garbage? Yeah, and you'll move on. So it's got to grab people's attention. So now, the the website or the LinkedIn profile may be look may look shoddy. The services and the people behind it might be first class, but those first impressions count. So I spend a lot a lot of time with people getting their profile in good order. Then once they've got the profile in good order, it's easier because you can contact people. They'll look at your profile. This person is well worth talking to um, and, and, and they're happy to have that conversation. It makes getting those initial conversations far easier. Fantastic, Ian. So, so when we're looking at our profile, um, give, us some, give us some pointers. What should we, where should we be looking to improve? What, what's, what are the important parts of the profile that we need to get right? The top part is the, is the most important part because that's the bit that people will see first of all. So when people first go into their LinkedIn profile, they'll see a blue box at the top. And for most people, it's empty. It's just got some little silver lines in because that's the default setting. But what a lot of people don't realize is that you can put a picture in there or you can put some something about your business in there or pictures of whatever it might be or tell people what you're about. So that's that's the first thing I would say to people. If you're not using what they call the header, then you need to. Um, secondly, the picture. Your picture should be a head and shoulders shot of you um, as you'd be expected to walk into a business meeting. Not as I saw recently somebody sitting outside a tent at Glastonbury with a can of Stella in one hand and a spliff in the other. Wow. 
Your name again is a simple one, uh, and it should be. It's easy for somebody like me because people call me Ian, well, at least to my face. But if you're an Andy and Andrew, a Chris or Christine, a Robert, Robert, for example, then put the name in that most people will know you by. So if you're uh, everybody calls you Rob, but the only person ever calls you Robert is your mother, then stick Robin because that's what people will search for and make it easy for them. Mm. Contact information is re- <coughs> excuse me. Contact information is really really interesting. There's a contact information section, and you'll be amazed how many people are looking there and they haven't completed, they haven't got their website details, they haven't got their phone number in. They almost nine times out of ten they will have their personal email address in there. Because when they first set up their LinkedIn profile, that's what they used. Yeah. And unless they have gone in and put their business address in and made that their primary email address, then it'll just default to the setup email address, which undoubtedly is a Gmail or a Hotmail. Uh, and I assume if you're in business, you don't want people using that one. And the last bit about the bit on top is the headline. And the headline is a bit that sits, sits under your name. Uh, and again, for 95% of the people I come across, it defaults to their job title and or the company they work for or both. So okay. it will say something like business development manager at Joe Bloggs Engineering. Yeah. And I will just I would say, so, so what? Mm. If somebody can read any of your marketing collateral and say, so what, then it obviously needs to be rewritten. Yeah. So, um, you know, and you've got 120 characters there to hit people right between the eyes as to what you're about. And why is it important? I've, if, if, if you look, if people get the chance to look at mine after this, mine says helping businesses generate more hot leads and sales. And it talks about sales skills training, a keynote speaker, LinkedIn trainer and coach. That's what it says. But the first bit is the really, really important bit, the helping businesses generate more hot leads and sales. Mm. Why? Because if you know how to use the LinkedIn um, search function and you typed in LinkedIn trainer, you would end up with about 10 or 12 people on a page. Uh, and it would just say, and if you went down the page and it says LinkedIn trainer, LinkedIn trainer, LinkedIn trainer, and then you come to one that says helping businesses generate more hot leads and sales, LinkedIn trainer, LinkedIn trainer, LinkedIn trainer, who are you more likely to click on first? And if people and if people don't if people even need even more convincing, ask people how many time how, how many emails a day do they delete on the subject title alone. So scrolling down, what's the next bit we need to get right? The next bit is the about section. LinkedIn keeps messing around with this. It used to be called the summary, but now it's called the about section. Mm-hmm. Um, and effectively it's two thousand characters. So it's a fair chunk of it now to put some meat on the bones of what you said in your headline. Um, so your headline needs to say two things. What is it you do for people to help them out? And actually, what is it you do? And then in the about section, you can go into a lot more detail about what you do to help people you know, and the, and the benefits that they would get from working with you. And would you copy and would you would you duplicate a lot of stuff from your website into this section, perhaps, and, and use that sort of information? Or would you put links to a website? How, how do you how do you how do you do that? OK. Great, great question. Two things I would say, and let's just touch on the website first of all, because people say, I haven't got time to do my LinkedIn because I need to get my website done. Yes, websites have value. Absolutely no doubt. They're a great shop window. The trouble is with websites is they, they rely firstly on somebody finding your website and then secondly doing something when they get there. The big advantage I say to people is you can go and find the people that you want to connect with, not wait for them to come to you. Mm. Um, and yes, I, I, I say to people constantly, the phrase I use is sweat your assets. You know, if, you, if you've created some great copy about what you and your business is about or the various aspects of your business, 
and you put it on your website absolutely not why wouldn't you want to use it in in, in your uh, in your linkedin profile and if you've created pictures or documents and stuff then again you know copy it across when i will we'll talk shortly about creating blog posts and stuff again i create a blog post it goes on my website and it goes onto my linkedin page at the same time your LinkedIn profile needs to do three things. It needs to get you found, it needs to give value, and it needs to prove your credibility. And as long as people bear that in mind, they can't go far wrong. Brilliant, Ian. So get you found, give value, and improve your credibility. Take us through each of those, Ian, and see if we can flesh those out a bit, because that, that sounds really useful. So the getting found bit is really position yourself as being a thought leader in your marketplace. So constantly putting stuff out there that's of interest to the marketplace, um, whether it's on blogs, and we'll come on to those, or articles, um, or posts, all that sort of stuff. Um, secondly, giving value so always 80 percent of stuff you send out there whether it's a, in a, as a marketing thing should be educational and your linkedin profile should be no different you know so i get really peed off with people who send me email blasts and they're trying to sell me something all the time or they connect me on linkedin and then, then they send me a diatribe about this that and the other they want me to spend money on that's not the way to do it like I said early on, LinkedIn is a marketing resource. It gets you to the one-to-one -one conversation. And another great way that you can do your credibility is in the recommendations. Um, I'll skip. I'll skip past the what the LinkedIn calls skills and endorsements. But certainly, the recommendations bit, bit is absolutely key. Um, you know, and that's what I mean about the credibility. So, how do we get? How do we get recommendations? The simple way is to go ask. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes I will get them out. Just people will send them me um, without even asking. But what you can do is you can actually go onto somebody's profile and uh, where there's this thing called more. If you drop it down, you can give a recommendation. You can ask for a recommendation. Um, you know, and I, you know, so if anybody ever says to me, and I encourage your listeners, if anybody says to me, so and so, you've done an absolutely fabulous job, really pleased with that. So the first thing they should be saying is, would you mind giving me a recommendation on LinkedIn? Now, you've got to be a first tier connection. You've got to be directly connected to them. You can only give and receive recommendations to and from direct first tier connections. Uh, and if, but if, they, if they're a good business colleague of yours, they should be. Why, why, why wouldn't they be? Um, but go and also go give. Um, you know, uh, the, the law of reciprocity applies. If somebody's giving you great service, then just spend half an hour, take half an hour out of your day sometime and just go and half a dozen people and give them a personal recommendation. They'll really appreciate it. And then the third area is going back to what I touched on early on is around um, blogs and posts and activity. Um, so LinkedIn has different terminology. So they, what you and I would call blog posts, five or 600 words about a particular subject that you, that you have some knowledge on that people might find of interest. Most people call them blog posts. LinkedIn calls them articles. Uh, and then LinkedIn calls posts what everybody else calls the Facebooky stuff. He's a picture of me at my networking event this morning. Thanks. It was great to meet X, Y, and Z and those things you should do. And I recommend you should do at least two or three of those a week. Um, if not, at least comment and comment and like and share other people's on a daily basis, but create at least two or three on a week. And then I tend to create an article once a month, you know, a thought piece around a, bit, a, a particular topic that I think people might be interested. And as I say, once I've created it, it goes onto my web page as well as my LinkedIn. Mm. And those are the sort of things then that sort of uh, educate your marketplace, positions you as a thought leader, helps you get found more easily. Because one of the things that people don't realize is the more active you are on LinkedIn, the higher up the Google search engine will go. 
And of course, the last thing is we were talking early on up there is about credibility. Is the thing is it's no, you know, there's a CV, but what, what LinkedIn calls experience. So on there, you can see that I've been running my own business for five years, um, and before that, I was in the corporate world for 30 years, sales manager, sales director, out on the roads, long before knocking on doors, long before people had mobile phones and and, and laptops. There's my credibility to train people in selling. I've been out there and done it. You know, if somebody been a plumber till last week and suddenly positions themselves as a sales expert this week where's the credibility brilliant that's really helpful Ian so so we can improve all our profile now one of the questions I get asked a lot and it you know be helpful to get your view on it is is the is the is the question about a business page and a personal profile and how we link them and what the relationship should be between them if we have them at all and talk us around business pages and personal profiles Ian it's a question that I guess get asked probably when I'm doing my speaking gigs and stuff more often than not. The two questions I can guarantee to get asked: one will be about premium and sales navigator, and the other one will be about um, about company pages. So here's my take on it for what it's worth. Um, I have a company page. Um, I have one follower. The last time I checked, which is me, <laughs> because I do everything out of my personal profile. It's me. It's I am the business, uh, and people buy people first, and everything else second. And so I do everything out of my personal profile. Um, I have got a company page for two reasons and two reasons only. One is um, I have to show people as part of what I do, what it looks like, and what it should contain, and how it all works. Secondly, um, if you have a company logo, you can't put your company logo straight into your personal profile in the experience section. It has to go into the company page section, and then when you click on it on the personal profile, it gets dragged across. So oh. that's a really good reason. For, that's a really good reason for having it if you're if if, if you're just a, a sole trader or a one-man band or whatever it might be. Um, bigger companies, I think, comp- I think they have uh, great value. And here's why, and, and there are three distinct reasons for it. Let's say, for example, Johnny, you're running a big, you're back in the corporate world. You've got a sales and marketing team of ten people, and you say to Ian, Ian, come and train my my um, my sales and marketing people uh, on LinkedIn, and I will do that. And as part of that process, in, in, as well as telling them how to get the profile in good order, I will give them a semi-automated tool which allows them to connect with fifty people each per week by spending probably no more than ten minutes a day on on LinkedIn. So you've got 10 people sending out 500 requests, that's two, sort of 2,000 a month. Let's say only half of those people connect. So that's 1,000 a month in six months' time. You've, your gang has got 6,000 uh, personal connections. Let's say for whatever reasons, unbeknown to us, you cheese them all off and they all leave. They take all those 6,000 connections with them. You paid for the training. You paid for me to come in and deliver, um, but they take them all with them. So where the where the, the company page has value is you set up the company page, you have you let somebody have administration rights, probably one of your marketing executives or assistants, whatever it might be, and then you encourage all your sales and marketing people to drive their personal connections on LinkedIn to your corporate page, your company page as followers. And then what you do then you start putting all your good stuff out from your company page. Right. And uh, that, that that has three that that has three huge advantages. One is you haven't got ten people trying to create stuff and think stuff, so you just have one person creating it, and then all the other guys link to it and share it. Secondly, you've got that problem with ten people trying to create stuff, you you, you lose that brand identity. Nobody's doing it in the same way, and they're using different pictures and different languaging and different fonts and all that sort of stuff. So you, you've got that. And thirdly, going back to the point I made a few minutes ago, um, if all those people leave in six months' time, you still own the company page. You still own all the followers. Okay. 
So, so what should a company page look like? If you like, it's a sort of simple, um, it's it's a sort of simple web page. But I say to most people, I, I I really really encourage people, and I'll show people in bigger companies, you know, what the company what the corporate company page should look like. I encourage people to do everything off their personal profile. That's the really important thing. That's where people need to be spending their time is, is, is people can look at their, their, their personal page and they say, I understand what this person's all about. I understand the benefits I'm working with him and his, him, him or her company. Um, I can see he's got credibility. There's pictures of him doing stuff what they do. There's da 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 That's where people need to be spending – where people need to be spending their time. So, Ian, that's, that's, that's been really good. Can you maybe just give us some help? I mean, if I, if I open up my – LinkedIn some days I've got red dots across the top of the page that I've got messages notifications things on my network um, what, what do I need to be doing to, to to use my LinkedIn more effectively that's a great question Johnny thank you um, so that leads us on to we've, we've got the profile in good order fine now we need to start using it and, and so across the top of the page you will see some little symbols um, the first one said well one of them says my network uh, and basically speaking, my network is a trigger that people have sent you connection, either sent you connection requests or they have um, accepted a connection request that you've sent to them. That's where you'll see. So if you see that there are two little heads with a red circle and a number in it, that tells you one of those two things that you've, you've somebody's either accepted your connection request or um, or, or or they have uh, they've they've, set, they've sent you an. Inc- in one so straight away you should be thinking i need to be on there and accepting those and, and should i accept everything <sighs> i i used to i used to say yes to everything and the reason i used to say yes to everything is don't forget every time you connect with somebody you get access to all their connections yeah. So if you were to, if you and I weren't previously connected, um, then I've got close on seven thousand first tier connections. Mm-hmm. So if you were connected, this is this is a good learning takeaway. If you if you connected to me and became a first tier connection of mine, you would immediately get access to all my seven thousand high quality um, connections, and they would automatically become your second tier your second tier connections, all of which you got access to and you could connect with. Mm. Um, but it's it, it, the where I draw the line now is two areas. One is if there's a student from Kuala Lumpur, for example, with five connections and no picture, I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the other area is I used to do a lot of work in the lighting area, in the lighting arena for many, many years. So I've got connections in China and I'm forever being bombarded by people in China trying to sell me the latest bit of LED kit. Uh, and I've just stopped doing that now. So that, that's not an arena I work in anymore. Um, so I don't tend to accept those. But everybody else is. I accept, but it's not the accepting, Johnny. It's what you, it's how you do it. You know, so most people just accept and and do nothing. But why would you do that if somebody's taken the time to send you a connection request? And and one of the things I work with people again when I do some one to one stuff and in house is what I call magic messages. So I give people a sheet of stuff that they can use regularly, just a little copy and paste. So if somebody sends me, who I don't know, a connection request, I will accept it. And the first thing I'll go back and say to them is something like, thank you very much for reaching out to me on LinkedIn. Just wondered what interested you and how I might be able to help. And do you get many responses to that? Most people respond. Mm. Yeah, a, a lot of people respond. Some don't. So it, but it, so again, you know, ask people why. Um, the other one, if you go on the home section, what a, people, a lot of people don't realize is um, you go on the home section and there's a thing called who's viewed my profile. And if you click on who's viewed my profile, you can see the last five people that have viewed your profile. 
Now, if you've got the premium version, you can see a lot more. But generally speaking, on the free panel, on the free one, you can see the last five. So if somebody has looked at your profile and they're a first-tier connection, they're a direct connection, and you haven't spoken to somebody for some time, I would send them a message like, hi, uh, long time no speak, hope you're well, saw your pigs in my profile, how's things, anything I can help you with? Um, or if if it's a second tier connection, i.e. somebody I don't know, I have a different message and I'll just send them a message saying, hello, hello there, um, I noticed that you looked at my profile and again, just wonder what interests you, how I might be able to help. And, and I've picked business up from doing that. And you'll be amazed how many people I sit down and when I start showing them this stuff and we, we look at their profile, they've got some huge numbers, particularly in incoming requests. I, I sat with a lady the other day. She got 54 incoming requests that she hadn't dealt with. And any of those could have been – and some of them were going back two or three years, hmm. you know. And, and so, you know, you so you need to do that. So certainly look at, look at your who's viewed your profile and ask people why. Um, certainly when somebody has um, uh, sent you a connection request, again, I want to know why. Um, done, done politely, of course. Um, there's a messaging section, which obviously is, is nice to use. You can you can speak to people regularly in messages and just send messages back and forth. It's a, it's a bit like, you know, Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or something like that on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And that works quite well for keeping in touch with people. And also you can introduce people on LinkedIn. So, um, so for example, uh, you know, if I wanted to introduce you to somebody else that I know in my in my um, in my world, I can go on there onto messaging and put your name in and that person's name in, and I said, "Hi, Johnny. Johnny meet Sally. Sally meet Johnny." But I know that you'll know Sally, but hey-ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can use it for that as well. So, again, that's a useful thing at the top. And then the last bit at the top I just want to mention to people is there's a notification section. And, again, that's worth checking out because you can look down there. You can see who started a new job. You can see who's um, been at a certain place for two or three years, and you might want to congratulate them. You can certainly see people's birthdays, and I tend to wish people a happy birthday. I've got some little gifts. I've had some little videos which got a happy birthday and congratulations and and all that sort of stuff on uh, and i will just send them a happy birthday saying i hope you have a super day and get spoiled something rotten and it just keeps it keeps your name in the frame it keeps your name in front of people good i mean that's that's uh, i think that's one of the tricks of social media isn't it the clues in the name it's social so uh, interacting with people as much as possible and whenever you get the opportunity i suppose is is what you're saying is is uh, is part of the secret sauce so terrific Ian tell us what else we need to know okay so what we've done so far is we've got the profile in good order um, so pe- when people look at it they say yes there's some value in this that's cool that's cool um, we've learned how to look at the, the blocks across the top around messaging around who's viewed my profile around um, who sent your connection requests and how to deal with those in a professional manner um, and then the, the last thing I would really want to talk about was um, is how you reach out and connect and find, connect and engage with new potential prospects. Because mm. if you remember right at the start, I said marketing is about um, getting in touch with new people. It's about anything, anything you do that gets you to a one-to-one conversation. So let's say, let's just talk through how you might use it. Um, if people are listening to this and looking at their LinkedIn profile, there's a search box at the top. You can click on the search box. And then you can type in the job title of the sort of person that you might want to connect with. So th- think, think about no more cold calling. 
you know, think if you if you hate cold calling, you think I have to do it. You if you know how to use LinkedIn properly, you don't have to use anymore. So, but let's say you at the moment you cold call and you want to you want to contact say marketing directors, and I'm just going to do this while, while I speak to you. I'm going to type in marketing director, and if you are putting two words in, you should always use inverted commas at each end, so it picks up the whole phrase as opposed to uh, the individual words, and that way then it picks up the whole phrase marketing director, and then you just press search. If you really want to get into a depth, that you can you can start go read about boolean searching because you can read marketing marketing manager and marketing director or or, or, or and all that sort of stuff um so i go in here now and it's giving me nine and a half million connections that have got the title marketing director <laughs> now what i can start doing then is i can narrow it down to the uk so and this is all on the free platform don't forget um so i've gone now onto united kingdom and it's come up with 793,980 results for marketing directors in the united kingdom then i can narrow it down even further again on the free platform and i could type in for example birmingham and i type in birmingham make sure you do united kingdom not alabama um and you stick uh, birmingham in and press apply and it comes up with fifteen and a half thousand. How much would it cost you to buy a list of 15,500 marketing directors in the Birmingham area, every one of which that you can contact directly on LinkedIn? And the important thing is that key decision makers will and will, are more likely to respond to you on LinkedIn than any other way. And I'll just give you a little story um, about a place that you and I probably know. Uh, you may, I've certainly been there. You, you might have been there. Mad O'Rourke's Pie Factory down in the heart of Tipton. Yeah. Um, I, w I went to a networking event run uh, a couple of years ago by a large firm of solicitors uh, that have a number of solicitors offices around the South Birmingham, Birmingham and the Worcestershire countryside. And it was being run by them. And I was in a little group, including the managing director who I hadn't met before and three or four other people. And they were being very cynical about LinkedIn about the fact that it was, you know, people contacted them, tried to sell them stuff, or it was a recruitment tool. And as I say to people, it's not what they do, it's what you do. And in the end, I turned to the managing director, who we'll call Bill, and I said, Bill, you and I have never met. He said, no. I said, let me ask you a question. If I rang your office up and asked to speak to you, what's the odds you'll get through? I'll get through. He said, you won't. I have gatekeepers. I have uh, PAs and stuff, receptionists. I said, what happens if I send you an email, say I'd love to have a chat about X, Y, and Z? He said, I doubt if I'll see. He said, I only see about 5% of the emails that come in with my name on. I said, what happens if I send you a LinkedIn request, a LinkedIn message? He said, I read all my LinkedIn messages. Hmm. And that's the key. But if I had sent him a LinkedIn message, ask him to request, ask him to connect, the first thing he would have done would have been looked at my profile. And that then brings us nicely full circle back to where we started. Your profile needs to be in good order first. Brilliant. Ian, this has been... Spectacular. Thank you very much for uh, being so generous with the information um, that you've shared with us. Um, we'll get this put on some notes as well to go with it, go with the show. But, it, you know, people are going to want to know more. How do, how do people find you? How do, how do people get in contact with you, Ian? Okay. The logical way would be, say, I'd obviously have to say via LinkedIn. Um, I, am the, I am the man that's got stars all around his name. And generally speaking, I know if I've trained somebody because they tend to have stars as well. Um, so, yes, find me Ian Preston on LinkedIn. Uh, dead easy to find. Um, they can ring me up anytime they like. Uh, my number is 07504 056368. Mm -hmm. um, or they can send me an email at ian at ijpconsultancy.co.uk. Brilliant. And we'll put those contact details into the show notes. Ian, thanks very much for your time today. It's been, it's been terrific. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
So that's it for this episode of Saturday Strategy. Thank you so much for sticking with us to the end. It's our aim to make this as useful as possible. So if you've got any feedback on this or any of our other episodes or even future episodes, then please let us know and we'll take it on board and continue to develop this project. If you want to contact me directly, you can find me pretty easily on LinkedIn using or searching for Johnny Themans. If you're into Twitter, you can find Saturday Strategy or if all that fails, you can reach out on WhatsApp using 07977 437 360 and that's my personal number so it will definitely get straight through to me. Thank you again until next time and remember if you enjoyed it and you want to hear more then sign up for the newsletter or hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts.